You're listening to 06 Answers, where every week we interview a different member from the West Point class of 2006. When you ask 06 questions, you'll get 06 Answers. Welcome back to the 06 Answers podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wang. Now, if you're familiar with the podcast format, you know I interview a West Point class of 2006 classmate by asking them six questions, and we get to hear their six answers. Today, we are kicking off the second season with two classmates joining us today, Allison and Pat Mitchell. And before we jump in, let me give a quick background on each of our guests. First up, Allison Mitchell, originally from Overland Park, Kansas, was an F1 as a plea, A1 as an upperclassman. In addition to being a mother, Allison currently works operations for Red Sash Brewing, Double Shift Brewing, and KC Snapshots Photo Booth. Our second guest, Pat Mitchell, hails from New Orleans, Louisiana. He spent plea beer in A3, followed by H2. Pat currently serves as Director of Construction and MEP for the Kansas City Chiefs. Allison and Pat, I want to first thank you for joining this show. Also want to say happy birthday to you both. I know we're actually recording on your birthday, Allison. And Pat, I know you just celebrated yours as well. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Now, I'm happy you got to connect and doing this on your birthday. I have to ask, with your birthday around Halloween, you guys must often combine parties and celebrate with the holiday. Am I right? Oh, yeah. It kind of changed. Like, ever since we've had kids, you know, it's changed. Now we... we try to like party a little bit on our cul-de-sac, you know, and then go trick-or-treating. But beforehand, we would have a really good time on Halloween. And then actually last night, we celebrated both of our birthdays on the day in between our birthday. So we went out to dinner and just kind of hung out. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's nice. On Halloween, birthday, somebody's always having a party. So you always have something to do. So (laughs) kind of makes party planning a little easier. In, in terms of past Halloween outfits, what's been either the go-to or one that strikes up a memory, a fond memory of past celebrations? Well, Allison knocked it out of the park this year. She was Donna Kelsey. Because everybody was dressing up as <laughs> Travis and Taylor Swift, but Allison went the little low-key route and did Donna Kelsey. So she had the jacket with the two teens on it. And that was pretty good. And our little guy, Carson, he was Travis. So it was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice. My favorite was probably Pitbull. Oh, that was great. Was he pitbull. makes a great pitbull. I make a good pitbull. <laughs> yeah, so. I was a Hershey kid one year. Like, we, we, we love Halloween. Yeah, we always fun. have a party at the brewery, too. That is nice. No, I was just <laughs> going to say, I feel like for the 20th year reunion, we have to have a pitbull appearance. And then, you know, Donna Kelsey, you know, getting the, the oh, mom some that love. That can happen. It's not going in the trash for sure. Yeah. We're keeping that one. <laughs> All right, we can make that happen. Well, nice. You know, I know we caught up just before we hit record and love to just jump into the questions. And, you know, because we have the fortune of the two of you on the podcast, would love to, you know, kind of shift the questions a bit to to really cater to, you know, your past and your future together. So question one that I've asked most of our classmates is what's a core memory from the West Point days? But since there's two of you, I'd like to ask if you can share a story from then that involves the both of you and maybe hear it from each of your perspectives so, Allison, I'll start with you. Are we going the funnier route? Yeah. Yeah, tell we're about going the funnier our second route. Date. Yeah. Okay, so it was cow year, our second date. And I happened to be the physical development sergeant for the company. And so, as like a task, I had to put together, you know, some sort of a physical development, you know, event. So, I signed up our company or those who wanted to run to run a, um, a half marathon. And just so happened that Pat had just asked me out on the second date. And I was like, well, sure, we can go as long as you're willing to run in this half marathon with me. And he was like, uh, sure. You know, we didn't practice or anything. We just went out and winged it. Anyway, 
on the way there in the car, he decided to drink this big old cup of coffee and ate a bran muffin. And it uh, came back to haunt him at about mile, what, three? Mile four, <laughs> and, you know, all the portageons started disappearing. And, man, my guts were rumbling. And, oh, we got so bad, I had to stop and tell Allison I had to pee. And I went in this guy's house who was just standing there, completely destroyed their bathroom. And I'm just, like, running in place. Like, yeah. man, this is taking a while. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. And, yeah, so that was a fun second date, you know. But, you know, like, look, it, it didn't ruin it. No, it didn't. <laughs> it opened everything up, like, a lot more, you know. She married and, me. and here we are today, you know. Now we're, I mean, we're always kind of laughing about it, but. <laughs> yeah. I can never go back to New Jersey because that guy's going to find me. Hamilton, New Jersey. Hamilton, New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we have to get on Google Maps now and try to find the house and, and see if you can uh, recoup oh, them for any expenses yeah. incurred. I got to ask, like, what was the third date? afterwards um, who chose it i think i chose if it you i didn't want to run another <laughs> freaking half marathon but i'm sure it was such a cadet probably like, was probably like to going mall. to palisades yeah. mall and watching a movie or something that's a that's a good move and uh what was your role if you remember back then as a cadet was it cal cadet sergeant me i was uh i was on the boxing team and then i think they made me the sandhurst guy no that was senior year i was something squad leader or something i wasn't anything fancy like a physical development physical development <laughs> i think i think they gave me a squad and they like, hope for the best i was the cow club guy if you remember and then first year i was originally the first club guy until they decided to make it a brigade position and i was like ah, i don't want to do that so yeah that's where i got my first bar experience yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about that very nice well, hopefully we'll have classmates, you know, kind of opine or share their uh, Cal Club or First Club stories after they hear this story. <laughs> Cal Club is wild, man. That's good stuff. It was so much fun. <laughs> I feel like those uh, stories won't be on the uh, podcast recordings. We'll just have to live them in person yeah, and tell yeah. them at the 20 years. You don't want those getting out too much. <laughs> well, another, if you have a time, another funny yeah. story. So we hadn't started dating yet, but we were, we were put together as project partners in Portuguese class. And the project was, if someone had to act as a tourist or a travel agent, and somebody had to act as a tourist, and so I was a tourist, and we like we practiced, we had it down, you know, and so we go to like give the presentation, and my mind just like erases, like I don't remember anything. I talked in Portuguese <laughs> for like half an hour to nobody. Right? He was like, "Don't you want to go on a vacation?" Oh, see, si, see, si. you know, like I forgot everything. And I think mm -hmm. he managed to get us like a B minus or something. But once again, like we still like he still wanted to keep on talking to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> In Portuguese as well as English. Okay, nice. Probably not. <laughs> not <yet>. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll dig into more about your relationship, but I'll pivot to question 2 now. So, Allison and Pat What's something that you're most proud of since graduation? And I'll start with Pat for your answer. Since graduation, I mean, I did a lot in the military and the armor side that I'm obviously really proud of. Some of the hard things, successful deployments, successful command, graduating from Ranger School. But I thought those were going to be my crowning achievements as I kind of got out. But when, at this point, what I'm most proud of is once I got out, I had to learn a completely new trade that I was unprepared for in the construction world. I made the mistake of getting out with like without a plan, really. Well, I kind of had a plan, but you know, it didn't really work out that way. Found myself 
just taking a job and getting into the construction industry and realizing I have no idea what I'm doing, right? And taking that, realizing that, and, you know, that was only less than 10 years ago, and then getting to where I'm at now in a completely different trade is, you know, working in the NFL for the Kansas State Chiefs. I feel like I really dug down to my roots and used a lot of leadership skills that, you know, West Point taught me and, you know, the Army in general and being a leader, agile kind of guy that, hey, realizes what he doesn't know and dig down and learn it and learn it at a faster pace than your peers. That's what I'm most proud of is just being able to take a whole new direction in life and be fairly successful at it. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Allison, I'll, I'll ask you the same question. So my, my life is kind of revolves around these two little boys we have, and I'm very proud of them. Um, here I go with my crying. We have a 10-year-old and a five-year-old, and they are two awesome boys. The 10-year-old is like such a great big brother to the five-year-old, and the five-year-old just like adores him. And I am so proud of, um, of them. Yeah. And um, sorry. what Allison's been able to do at home is really amazing and allowing me to go off and not have to worry about any of that. And, uh, you know, you can't just leave your kids out, you know, to the society to raise. Right. It's really nice to have somebody who's really focused on instilling good values in your children at the house and having a, a foundation at the home where they can really grow up in a great lifestyle. And she's been able to provide that. I'm thankful for it. It's allowed me to be more successful and everybody it's it's a very unheralded job right but it's one of the most important ones that you can do is uh, be there for your kids i'm also just proud of like being where we are right now like it took it took years for us to find like to be in a place i mean literally a place that we we were happy with you know and we finally i never thought i'd move back to kansas city and be like back in my hometown and like less than a mile from my parents but we're we're in a spot we're, we're happy, you know, we're, we're doing things we like. We have a great like core of people to like depend on, you know, it's just good to be, to be happy. What's cool is hearing about what you two have accomplished together. While we may each know of you individually during our time at West Point and the army and beyond, it's great to see two classmates who we shared a common bond together with building their lives together as partners. Pat and Allison, maybe I'll pivot to question three. Allison, I'll start with you to answer. What do you wish more people knew about you or an interesting fact that people don't know? So what's interesting is, is I grew up as an army brat. We actually have some classmates that I've known since I was, I mean, about one of them, uh, Alex Werner, I've known since I was about three years old. Our parents were in the, well, my our fathers were in the army together. And so we grew up like toddling around Fort Knox together. And like we went off to West Point, you know, and still keep in touch. His parents were actually just at my parents' house last week, Dana Patterson, now Krigger. We went to third and fourth grade together at Fort Benning, Georgia. And um, it's just really cool to go through life knowing somebody that long to have such a similar, you know, track. And we still keep in touch to this day. You know, it's, it's really special. So yeah, growing up as an army brat was cool, you know, and I'm still, my, my closest friends are like some of my longest friends, long, longest held friends. So pretty neat. And I'll ask a follow-up question. When was the last time you saw some of those friends whom you've known from before West Point? I actually went out to D.C. a couple winters ago, saw Dana and her family, caught up over some football and just like playing with the kids. Talked to Dana all the time. She texted me today, actually. Ashley Ritchie, who I, I didn't know growing up or anything, but she was my classmate at school. She came out for the Chiefs-Bears game two, three weeks ago. 
we actually meet up with some with people quite often and it's it's really fun yeah that's cool to hear and, and Pat, i'll ask you the question three what do you wish more people would know about you well it's something that i had to kind of learn about myself as well but uh, i'm kind of smarter than i let on to people i feel like at school everybody thought i was kind of a goofball guy just kind of getting by you know was a little bit of that but turns out you know i'm kind of engineering minded good with numbers and stuff which i didn't know until you know probably seven eight years ago and i wish wish i would have known that about myself at school i probably would have picked another major other than uh nothing against you know human geography it's great <laughs> i don't use a lot of that these days but i do use a lot of my you know, engineering base that they taught me at school uh, especially now i was a I was a civil engineer track and now you know working construction i kind of go back i was like hey i remember learning about this and uh, that class that i didn't really pay attention and so yeah you know old, old mooch is what they used to call me back at h2 is uh, a little smarter than you thought man <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we it was Jazz Montepoli who said earlier, you know, sometimes we got to give ourselves some grace. So we were, you know, teenagers, early 20s, right? Or if you're, you know, prior service, maybe you're in your pushing 30. But I feel like, you know, we were all young, so it's kind of hard to maybe shed images. But, you know, obviously look at the, the lives we've all built. Maybe a follow-up question, Pat and Allison, to what you just said. You both were dirt majors, if I remember correctly. And Pat, you alluded to maybe going down the civil engineering track. If you had to choose a major all over again, what do you guys think you would do differently? I think I do systems. I, that was my track systems. And I actually kind of liked it. I think I, cho I chose dirt, honestly, because they offered us cookies that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really overwhelmed with all my other classes. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, they're getting those cookies. This is going to be so awesome. Yes, yeah, sign me up, you know, but I, I, I do regret it. Yeah, I don't really re regret my if I had to go because I learned some interesting stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Maybe regrets some bad word. Yeah, but I would say, I mean, looking back, and you, you can kind of look at the course courses now that they offer at West Point, and like they have, I wouldn't call it construction management kind of style, but like that civil engineering is a really good foundation for you know the construction industry. And I I think it's one of the best because I I look and I try to recruit engineers and stuff from local programs around here, and you look at schools and you go, man, that doesn't even hold a light to the you know, civil engineering program that they had at West Point. So I would I would have done that just to have another leg up. And I appreciate the inside joke that you just made. It would lay a good foundation, right? So with that, I'll, I'll move to question four. So, you know, you guys have got a lot going on. What's something currently in the works or in the future that you're most excited about to share with our audience? We're obviously excited about our breweries, right? We started Red Sash Brewing in 2020 and grew it to the point where we ended up purchasing the brewery next door to us, Double Shift Brewing, and really been working really hard to get those things being as successful as they can. What we want to do in the brewing community is uh, be able to give back, right, to the community that's taking such great care of us. We do that a lot with Red Sash right now. We link up with veteran nonprofits mostly through a very selective process that, you know, as veterans, we look at what the needs really are and we try to give back to those entities as much as we can. But we're getting to the point where we can do it a lot more, right? Because we're, you know, gaining momentum. And some of the things we have coming up, we're really excited about, like 
Red Sash has taken over Mile High at the Army Air Force game. We're throwing a tailgate. We've been raising money for War Horses for Veterans, which is down in Stillwell, Kansas, and they use equine therapy to rehabilitate not only veterans who are having issues with combat experience, but also local first responders, right? And that's not just police and firemen. I mean, that's like ER nurses that see a lot of trauma, people that deal with a lot of tough things. And we're excited to be able to help that part of our local community out. So that's kicking off. And then we always have this Army-Navy bash, right, between the two breweries. And that started as a little, you know, back in 2020, we're like, hey, you know, we should do something for the Army-Navy game. We had a few Army guys show up. and That's grown to now it's kind of a, a thing, right? And it's getting to be one of the premier watch parties in the greater Kansas City area. We get a lot of people down there. Now we're getting the Navy involved in it. I know, don't everybody boo and hiss at me, but <laughs> now that we have two breweries, we've got a little base for all the Army people to go watch the game, and then now the Navy guys want to go to this other one. And then in, in the alleyway in between is where we really hold the party. And uh, it's this big alleyway. We get DJ out there, there's food. And what's really great about that is we're excited to raise money for another local uh, organization but it's actually affiliated with the local government and it's called Vet Court, right? And what's really cool about this is this is a team of lawyers and judges that are working together to keep veterans out of prison who may have committed nonviolent crimes, right? And they'll look at it a case by case basis. Usually it's a first offense. Typically it's with addiction or something like that, but they work to keep these guys out of prison and keep their records clean. And they'll work to mentor them, rehabilitate them, give them all the resources they, they need. And the judges will defer the sentence until they complete this course so they can maintain a clean record, you know, get it to where they can get a great job without having some sort of record holding them up or something like that. So it's a really great organization. We're really excited about it because it's, it's actually, it's not a, it's technically a nonprofit, but it's associated with the local government, which, you know, is really tied into the community. So super excited about having them as a benefactor for the Army-Navy game. And then just being able to kind of get momentum on these two breweries as they ramp up with distribution, you know, we're starting to show up in restaurants and bars. Uh, maybe one day we'll see some red sash beer up at West Point for a tailgate or something like that. So we're excited about the growth opportunity on that. Hopefully you'll be seeing some out there. Just to piggyback off what he said, when we opened the brewery, or red sash, we started with this little door and it was the veteran door. All the veterans would sign this door. Well, this door has expanded to the entire one, like one side of the brewery. We have, we've had so many veterans come and like share their stories and just like drink a beer together. And that's like, when you sit back and like watch it happen, it, it makes you really proud. You know, that's like, that's exactly why we opened the play. Even like famous people show up in there. We had Nikki Lopez, who was from the Kansas City Royals, came in and got beers. That was a big deal. But like even more famous than that guy, General Dempsey, the 18th Commander of Joint Chiefs of Staff, came in. He signed the wall. He signed the wall. His son came in. A lot of our classmates have. A lot of our classmates have signed the wall. So if you haven't signed the wall, get your butt down in Kansas City. Sign our freaking wall. Cole Christensen, Army football hero, who Mm -hmm. now plays for the Chiefs, comes in all the time, signing the wall. Yeah. It's really cool. He's he's actually a Founders Club member. Nice. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Back to, you just kind of mentioned the Founders Club, and, and it's great that you mentioned all the nonprofits that you're working with. Could you take us back to, you know, maybe how you came up with the name uh, Red Sash Brewing and maybe the story of how 
you know you guys got into the business yeah so i just was i moved into a community in my neighborhood where people were doing brewing beer and i'd always been interested in it and i kind of dabbled for a while and then ended up being a part of a pilot program that a local veteran nonprofit organization was doing and they were teaching veterans how to brew well and it was a legit course right it's almost like a college level course and i was part of that pilot program and got in touch with a lot of the who's who of the local kansas city brewing community and just kept going kept after it and got my beer to the point where i was like hey we could probably sell this and wanted to do i had always wanted to do something you know you go back to like 2009 i'm deployed and me and my platoon leader buddies and the commander all sitting around what are we going to do when we get out of here this sucks and we always talked about like hey we're going to start a bar right and we're going to name all the drinks after cool army stuff or like serve maywand mojitos or uh, you know hand grenade beer or something like that and we, well i kind of thought back to that and i was like hey there's a chance to make it a reality and covid hit and i think most of us had like a midlife crisis right around then right and got some crazy ideas and well it kind of fell into alice and i's lap where this dream kind of became somewhat of a reality and we just kind of said hey let's get take a shot at it but we wanted to kind of have a rallying point not just for military but for just people who serve their communities so we didn't want to call it like the army bar right or like hey we're a totally veteran place and you're not welcome here if you're not a veteran so we had to be careful with the name and how much we kind of push that because the, the location if you ever do come visit is not really open to that right so we had to kind of slip it in under the radar and we thought about what would we name it well we thought about how fun it would be if all of our friends from west point as they were going to the pre-command course or coming out of cgsc or that kind of moving across the country to another base. What if they could just stop by because we're right smack dab in the middle of the country, have a beer at our place. And so we named it Red Sash Brewing. One, to kind of send up the flair of like, hey, this place is for you guys, right? And also to kind of give a nod to what did it mean to wear the red sash? Well, it meant you were a leader, meant you were acknowledging your service. You're setting the standard for others to follow. And we're trying to do that in the beer community and the local community as well. So kind of funny when we put the name out there and said we were opening, everybody thought it was something to do with uh, that, that movie Tombstone, where yeah. the guys are wearing the red sashes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. And we were like, yeah, yeah, believe what you want. But if you know, you know, right? And so slowly it started coming out. Like once we were open a year or so like that, we were kind of a place where veterans could come and feel comfortable. But when you walk in there, it's comfortable for anybody to walk in it's not like we're hey stay out if you're a veteran we're trying to meld those communities together so that everybody feels comfortable with everybody it's been really successful yeah it sounds awesome and i, I want to thank you for sharing the journey and the inspiration and kind of how you came up with uh, the name i know our classmates are all aware of it and now we all just gotta make a visit and sign the door yeah, yeah absolutely there was even a guy that came in for the army lsu game that was wearing his red sash yeah so that was pretty cool. I got a picture of him wearing his red sash signing the law, which we have to Yeah. Post. So we, we get a lot of traffic from whatever your class is going to CGSC. So we said goodbye to like the- Our class a long time ago. Well, our class a long time ago, but like, what was it? 
2013's there now, 14 maybe. Either way, we're old. We are old. You're, yeah. you're, you're telling our audience. We're old. Yeah. It's kind of fun though. He Pat does an awesome job naming the beers. And it's another like, if you know, you know thing, you know, so a lot of people that were in the military, they'll understand a lot of these beer names. But if you weren't, you'll, it just kind of sounds cool. You know, like, what's, what's an example? Oh, like uh, Death Blossom, right? Everybody's like, oh, that's a cool name. Oh, we know what that means, right? So, or, you know, take a look at the beer list, you'll know. We named one after his old first sergeant. And he actually came into the brewery last weekend and he got to yeah. sign the board with like the menu board with his name on it. Pretty cool. Hammer seven. Yeah. Very nice. I was just going to say this would probably be a good segue to question five, which, you know, is kind of a deep question. And this is our grip hands question. It comes from the last time we had two guests on the podcast. So episode 11 featured Matt Leonard and Lucas Hansen. And their question was, when was the last time you not only truly asked for help, but also allow yourself to be completely vulnerable. So open up to, to Pat or Allison, you know, to take that one. I learned to, at least in my professional life, you know, I've learned to be vulnerable and ask for help without really a lot of trouble. Going back to, you know, where I had to kind of start over and learn a whole new trade. Yeah, I had to ask for help and tell people like, hey, I've never done this before, but I learned quickly. Yeah, you know, can you help me out here? And even during that time, I reached out to some classmates like Alex Hensley, who are already in somewhat of the same industry, and, and they provided a lot of help. But more so when I got into the beer industry is when I really had to like kind of show some vulnerability. And it takes a lot of guts to do that in such a cutthroat industry as the you know beer and alcohol service industry, right? Now, what I would say is I had to be careful about who I was vulnerable to, right, and who I was asking questions to, but luckily, you know, got a lot of trust in some people that are close network around here but you know a couple years ago when we were really getting the breweries off the ground i had to kind of look at myself and be like hey realize what you don't know and go get some help so we ended up taking on a partner in you know the breweries which he a great friend of ours and he's more business minded right maybe he's not a brewery guy he's not a veteran right but he's the business mind behind the whole thing which has been great right because now i can kind of worry about the beer and like getting people in seats and you know giving back to you know local community but the business side i've had to learn from him you know the whole way so yeah be careful about who you ask help to and, and be careful about who you're vulnerable to but don't be afraid to do that because that's really the only way you're going to learn something new thanks and uh Allison, i wasn't sure if you wanted to yeah, I mean, we've, we've been, and this is, this is our endeavor together, you know, so we both have had to realize that we don't know everything, you know, actually there's a lot of things we have no idea. So, um, yeah, we've definitely had to reach out for help for the breweries a hundred percent. And we rarely brew anymore. Like we have a guy that, uh, brews for us a hundred percent that knows it way better than we ever did in, in our basement, you know, so just kind of have to step back and realize that people know a lot more than you do in some arenas. And I, I made a note here, this is kind of a sidebar, but that you wanted to drop profanity. So I wasn't sure if it was oh, this right. part or the next question. Oh, that was your core memory. <laughs> that was my core memory. Yeah. It's, it's another <laughs> funny one. I like funny, wasn't funny at the time one, you know? So this goes back. Yeah. Just core memory about West Point. So it was either first year or cow year, but I was in systems class and we had another group project to do. And my project partners were Stu Emmel and Eric Engstrom. There might've been another one, but I don't remember. Anyway, we were in Stu's room 
and it was like we're, we're like working real hard on this project powerpoint after powerpoint slide and it's getting real close to taps so we like we're just you know going at it and then like it's like five minutes before taps and we're like oh it's over so Stu, one of us saves it as fuck this shit dot powerpoint you know yeah okay saved gone we go, we go to we go home and then um next morning we go to present it and it shows up in the bottom corner of yeah, every slide. Shit.pbt. Yeah. <laughs> One of us tried to stand like in the corner, like in the way of oh, it. Oh, they but, saw it. Everybody oh, they saw, saw it. it. They totally saw it. It was bad. I actually don't even remember. Can you like, imagine doing your whole presentation and he's just like, it's there. It's just going to be there. You know? Oh, and you could tell the teacher, like, she saw it right away. You know, it was yeah. <laughs> not funny at the time, but yeah. I think about that all the time. But you all passed and you graduated, so that's all it matters. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I don't even remember what we, she made us do. I mean, we, something happened, you know. I'm sure she laughed behind closed doors. (laughs) So Allison and Pat, we're now to the final question. What do you want to ask the next classmate? And because there are two of you, rather than each of you posing a question, I'll give you the opportunity to reflect on our conversation, maybe come up with a question together that you'll ask the next pair of classmates. So I think it kind of goes really great with, our whole conversation, but we, we did come up with this question last night and it is, is what are you, what are you doing to stand out? Right. Cause you think about it and pose this question to any one of our classmates, one, you know, you graduate from high school, you probably stood out in high school, right. And being able to get through the West Point admissions process, that means you were somebody that was, you know, standing out, right graduate West Point, which not everybody does, so you're even a smaller select group. You become an officer in the Army or in the military, which the military is an organization which is less than 2% of the population. Well, you're even a less percentage of that, right, being an officer and a leader in that organization. And then you do great things, like our class, you know, right in the middle of the conflicts, going out, doing all these great things. You can list accolades amongst a lot of our classmates. But then when you find out when the good people go to transition and nothing against what anybody's done transitioning, but you, you talk to a lot of guys, talk to a lot of my classmates and they'll say, oh, I'm just I'm going out and getting a job. Were you trying to be like everybody else, man? Like you, you did all this thing where you stood out for the last umpteen years, right? And then now you're just gonna go try to be like everybody else. If you really want that, that's great. but Life has told you that you're not like everybody else, right? So my question to the next person is, what are you doing to stand out from everybody else? What I tell people, especially get classmates, right, that went to school with us is like, don't be satisfied with just getting out and being like, ah, I'm just gonna go. Everybody's going to work for Northrop Grumman. That's pretty safe, right? They pay really good. I'm just gonna go work for Northrop Grumman. And if you work for Northrop Grumman, nothing against that. What I'm saying is, yeah, go work for Northrop Grumman, but hey, like, go start a podcast. You know, we started a couple of breweries trying to get back to them. You're not like everybody else, right? What are you doing to stand out? Very nice. I feel like I, I still have to ask the question back to you both. What are you doing to stand out? And I know we've heard about your story, but yeah, I would love to. Well, we're, we're trying to get back, right? Like, we're, we feel like the community took care of us. When we got out, we, we struggled a lot and finding our place with everything. And I think the fact that I struggled really hard was because I was trying to be like everybody else, right? I was just trying to fit in and like, oh, oh, this guy wants me to come work for him. He'll pay me X amount. Well, that pays the bills. Okay, let's go do that. 
that's what everybody else is doing, right? What I slowly had to learn was that, like, no, oh, man, like, you've got the whole world in front of you. And you, you yeah, you got to go out and you got to find something that will pay the bills and get a job or something like that. But you can still be an outlier, right? You can still do things that not everybody can do. And one of the things that we're proud of is that you know, we're, we're able to give back to things that we're passionate about. We're able to, you know, have Allison stay home and raise two kids, you know, in an environment that's wonderful, right? And so where we're standing out is that one, we stuck together, right? Over a lot of uh, tumultuous years, right? And that we're able to give back to a community that we really care about. And we, we started these breweries that we never in a million, I mean, at least for me, I never in a million years thought I'd be in the beer industry, you know, going from bar to bar trying to I sell beer. Not me. <laughs> this was his idea. You guys didn't. It was totally my idea. <laughs> But here we are, you know, and, and here I am going from bar to bar trying to sell beer, you know. So that's how we're trying to stand out. And we're, we're, we're trying every day, you know. There's there's a lot of micro breweries, you know. Yeah, you're in a cutthroat market. But where we stand out is that we're not trying to be millionaires off of it. We want to make great beer, right, that a lot of care goes into. And that that's our tool to be able to give back on things that we're passionate about. We are passionate about veterans having resources. We are passionate about local governments caring about veterans. We are passionate about awareness in our local community. But we're doing some good there. there there's not a lot of uh, veteran awareness. Even though there's a huge VA center here, you walk around the street and you know you ask people about veterans and stuff like that, and they're just like, they don't know anything. Which is why the whole Red Sash thing, they thought we were a, a thing out of Tombstone from a movie. Right? <laughs> But we're just the amount of awareness that we're able to raise in, in three years of having this brewery and being able to give back was, was pretty amazing. I think that is a, a great message to end our episode with. I, I think, Pat, you said something about our classmates, you know, done a lot of tough things and to be an outlier, continue to be an outlier and to just hear, you know, what you guys have done to just give back and raise awareness is really inspiring for all of us. So I just want to thank you guys, Pat and Allison, again, for jumping on the show. To our classmates, our listeners, support Red Sash Brewing, Double Ship Brewing, Casey Snapshots Photo Booth. We really enjoyed hearing your second date memories and then just having us experience, you know, Portuguese and also the other classes where, you know, you got to make sure you're, you're naming your files correctly. <laughs> Thanks again for sharing about your, you know, your journey through going into a different trade and then building the life that you guys have right now with your two little boys. So uh, appreciate again everything that you've shared. Also, we'll make sure to link to support War Horses for Veterans as well as VetCorps and also to, you know, give people a heads up about the Army-Navy Bash if they're in the area. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. With that, thanks again for everyone listening and never falter and never quit. Thanks for listening to O6 Answers. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on O6 Answers are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the United States Army, Department of Defense, or any other agency, organization, company they have or currently work for. Nor does its use imply endorsement of our opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. Any material presented here is for general information purposes only. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at O6 Answers.